Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the All by the Popcorn podcast. I'm Alessandra. And I'm Emily. And today we are doing a special uh, little toppings episode, our very first one, in fact, um, where we just want to kind of talk about stuff. We found that on the podcast, like, our personalities are usually linked to specific movies or things we're talking about, and this time we just kind of wanted to say what's on our mind, what we've been doing in our weeks and stuff. Yeah, I really enjoyed listening to podcasts, um, one that I'll kind of talk about a bit a bit later, where people just kind of pick a couple topics and just talk about it, like very relaxed and very chilled and laid back. And, and, and I envy those people. I want to <laughs> just sit and chat with Alessandra and, and get to get to know you guys, you know, have you have you get to know us? I mean, I know we've done some like for our anniversary episodes, we've done like questions that we ask each other that kind of kind of tell you who we are. But I think these could kind of help too. And it's kind of a break from, I don't know, sometimes we feel a little rushed or pressured to have something watched so we can have something to talk about every week. And maybe mm-hmm. it would just be nice to have something a little more laid back to chat about and just kind of lift Lift the, I don't know, the pressure off. I don't know, whatever. I'm so sorry that you feel so pressured by this podcast. I, like, don't want to say that I am, but sometimes, some weeks, some weeks when I feel like I have a million things to do, and then on top of it, I just, you know, when work's busy for some reason during the week, and then I just, I'm like, okay, and I just started working overtime again, so it's just, that's going to make it a bit tougher now for me to you know, watch stuff as well as work overtime. So it's, I don't know, it's, it, it, it comes in waves. It comes in waves. I, I don't want to say can... that this stresses me out because I do enjoy this a lot. <laughs> I can, I can honestly tell because you'll, you'll ask me questions on, on messenger and I'll be like, you, you ask me like 10 questions at once. And I'm like, I, do, I, I, I do. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, Look, I'll just figure it out later. And I think it's funny because you know, you're always asking me things as if I have the answers and you've always been this way. It's always like, you know, you, you want me to answer in a specific way. And, and I, <laughs> I, exactly. I, yeah. Like here, I'll, <laughs> I'll clue you into a little secret. When I, when I ask you those questions, I already have an answer, but I'm doing, I'm doing the right thing by asking my partner yeah. in this podcast, what she wants to do as well. Not just, yeah. Not just what I think we should do. Yeah, um, I know. Because I don't want to be overbearing <laughs> and be like, should we do this next? Let's do this, this, then this. I like to kind of plan out the week so I'm not coming up on a Monday or a Tuesday and we haven't decided what we're going to do just yet. And we're and I'm just like, like today. oh, yeah, like today. <laughs> exactly like um, today. You know, it would be nice if we had some sort of plan. But every time we try to make a plan, 
It just, to, I don't like to plan. So that's the. <laughs> well, and with movies, it's tough to plan because, you know, when, when the movie theaters were open, you know, certain independent films would show up in my theater specifically. I know independent films were kind of easier for you to see out sometimes. in New York. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Um, things might change when you move. So that'll be, that'll True. be a, things an are ordeal. Be, things are going to be different in the, in the post-COVID world too. So, you know, it's like, exactly. we really don't know what the future is going to hold. And um, yeah, when I move to Boston, it's going to be something different too. So yeah, but yeah. you know. It's yeah, okay. so we always have an idea of what movies we want to talk about soon, but yeah, if they do. don't yeah. come out till later and something else pops into the theater, we're like, oh, let's watch this instead. And yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I, I, I will say things, it has kind of been easier to plan now that we don't actually had, so that, since we didn't have to leave the house to go see a movie, we could just find them on Amazon or find them on True. Netflix or True. find them here or there. Yeah. Um, this yeah. this has been it's this been has nice. been easier yeah yeah it's been yeah. nice it's been and really I was nice. you and know then... I've been thinking about you this whole time thinking you know how you just said before the, the pandemic that you don't like going to the movies and it, it kind oh, of frightens it. you and you don't like it and and you know like that's a that's like legit and I understand that and so then I was thinking about it and thinking like wow you're probably so happy that you haven't had to go to the movies I am. I am way more happy than I would like to admit. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, you are completely right. I've always not disliked because, of course, I love to see movies, but people are distracting, people are rude, people mm -hmm. are on their phones during movies, and I get very distracted. I need, I need to be able to concentrate, and preferably with no sound or lights flashing in my eyes or things like that. Mm -hmm. So, yes, preferably... Um, and with all of the scary things that kept happening with, you know, shootings happening in movie theaters and mm -hmm. when like Joker came out, that was even scary. Yeah. Um, yeah. with all those threats going around and, um, that, that was a scary time too. I really did not want to, I personally didn't want to go to the movie theater alone. I didn't want to go with my family in case something happened. Like, it's just, it was scary and uh, people are scary. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely got that vibe. And so it's, you know, maybe we can try to figure out, like, how we can do that less um, in the future. And I think that, that because of this whole pandemic, it's going to change things quite a bit um, in terms of how movies are released. Because we have gotten to see some movies um, that were supposed to be released into into theaters that we now have been able to watch at home. And although it's a different experience and I wish we had, you know, home theaters, like personal home theaters, you know. Um, yeah, this might open the gates for that because I think I think Trolls 2 or something, International, whatever, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I think I think their original world premiere was was online. Like they streamed it somewhere, yeah. I think. I, yeah. I'm not entirely sure where. Well, they just um, like uh, allowed it to be like purchased for home viewing um and that kind of like set off a lot of like shit going on with the amcs and the theaters and all that so um you know it's it's hard to tell what the future's like i don't usually like to conjecture especially about things i have no um no way of actually influencing like what's going on in the theater 
Um, but I, I do know that I did see 50 movies in theaters last year. So, you know, if my money went anywhere, <laughs> it, w- it was, oh, to, yeah, it to went that, to the theater, you know, yeah. so, um, and, and I would be, and if they had some sort of membership, like, and, and the fact that AMC now has this renting, um, kind of recently, not recently released, but, you know, after a certain time has passed, they will have these movies available on demand. Um, yeah. As, as well as older movies as well with their new renting service that they have. I mean, that's just slowly paving the way for things to eventually just be online available for streaming, which, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm hoping for and I will gladly pay for. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like the idea that I, I like to go to the movies. So like, I definitely understand your your perspective too because going to the movies for you is a totally different ball game than going to the movies for me on the East Coast. Like living in New York, you know, um, to me it was kind of an escape, and for you it was like a stressful situation. So you know, um, I do say I do miss it, and I do taking my I do miss taking myself to the movies. But I also knew that it was going to change when I moved anyway. So because Boston is a different is a different like situation but um i definitely i love going to the theater you know that's like something that i do a lot alone and i enjoy that so you know yeah and and because of the podcast and when you when you originally moved away um i started to go see movies by myself which i did enjoy as well um it just you know there there were there were there were times um it Sometimes were better, sometimes were worse. It just really happened. It really depended on the movie. Um, if it, if it was out for a bit, and I could kind of just go see it on the back end, where there were just a bunch of old people going to see it, which you know <laughs> a lot of the movies we go see is just old people like to go see it too. <laughs> yeah, like Emma. So, yeah, like Emma. Yeah, exactly. that, was, that was the last movie I saw in theaters before the quarantine. So, um. Yeah, so we uh any what so what do you want to bring to the to the to the toppings today, Emily? Any anything particular? Um I guess I I want to start off by bringing up um the podcast that I was listening to um that kind of stemmed this whole idea cuz I I brought it up to you pretty much soon after I finished listening to two of these episodes. So recently um in one of our podcast stories, we uh, brought up a couple, a couple new, um, what did you, what did you bring in the story? It was, it was three podcasts to listen to that were, that were four. Yeah. Four podcasts, um, that are done by people of color and they're kind of independent, right? They're kind of new. Yeah. They were just starting. Some of them were, one of them, like a couple of them had just started. Uh, one of them was more, more specific. Do you want me to say them all or? Um, I, I just remember the one, because I started listening to one of them. I started listening to Subsis. That was the one I started listening to. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I listened to the first five episodes. There are currently six out. Um, they get released every Sunday. Um, Raven is really fun to listen to. <laughs> she talks about all kinds of things. She talks about movies. She talks about current events. She talks about just um, sex, relationships. Like, she just talks about it, it, anything and everything. And that's kind of what at least a segment I wanted us to kind of have um a, not a series specifically about like that kind of stuff because we already talk about movies and things but yeah I don't know just other other things to talk about um that's cool. and I've really I've really been enjoying listening to 
to Raven's episodes, and I will definitely continue to listen. She's been, she's been very real. She's been very funny. She's been, um, she's been really awesome to listen to while I work. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm so glad yeah. that you know my random kind of coming upon things on Instagram uh, helped you find a new podcast to listen to, and I'll totally listen to hers too. She's great. Um, the other podcasts that we shouted out on that um, story were the um, by, Beauty by Name podcast and yes. the This Too Shall was... Suck podcast yeah. and Not Your Token Black Girl podcast. So Yes, which I have yet to give those a listen to. Um, I do want to give those a listen as well. Yeah. And since we're talking about the Instagram... Um, I shared something today that I saw on my friend's Instagram that she shared. Um, let me just go to our podcast. So, um, in our story today, I shared one of, um, this, like, great, oh, that's the wrong Instagram. This great should we, should we say the date of, of today so that they oh, know yes. which day it was? That's or are you going to post I'll this just, today? <laughs> I'll repost it yeah. several days in a row. Let's just let's okay. just say that. So my friend posted from the at Mississippian um, Instagram. Heard of the Bechdel test? Meet the Duvernay test. Uh, Ava, mm-hmm. Ava Duvernay, renowned director. Um, yes. Are there two named co- characters of color? Do they have dialogue? Are they not romantically involved with one another? Do they have any dialogue that isn't comforting or supporting a white character? And is one of them definitely not magic? So Yes. <laughs> magic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love this. Ava DuVernay, um, best known for directing Selma. Um, yes, but such also, a good movie. You know, and also getting nominated for that at the Oscars. Uh, but... Also, she directed A Wrinkle in Time. Um, so what, oh, what do we think? Oh, she did? Yes, and I, I saw that in the oh, theaters. Oh, okay. I got to watch that. Yeah, and another movie, which I will mention in a second. But So what do we think of this this new Bechdel test, the, the DuVernay test? So what was the original Bechdel test, uh, I guess? Yeah. I, I, need some, I need some context. So this is like, you know... Feminist film theory, basically. The Bechdel okay. test is that you need to have two characters, two cult, like girls, females, talking to each other in a movie. And a movie will okay. either pass the Bechdel test or not pass it. And they will okay. be two, two girls who have names, characters that have names. You know, it can't be just some random girl, right? Yeah, girl in bar, girl number yeah. one or something. Yeah, yeah. And they both have to be having a conversation um, about something other than a man. And then they, that movie will pass the Bechdel test. So. Uh, okay. And as, okay. you know, surprising as it is, it, it sounds like, oh, that's probably a lot of movies. That's not a lot of movies. That's, that's you know, most movies do not have two female leads some, talking about something other than a man. So. Um, <laughs> yeah. you know, we need to like hold our filmmakers to higher standards when it comes to movies because there's clearly not enough, uh, female centric movies out there. Yes, exactly. As well as, as well as movies that properly portray 
black stories and people of color stories, which is the other thing that I'd posted on the story today, Yeah, which was like movies about the white savior where a lot of uh, directors uh, or writer, writers. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Yes. <laughs> we've, we've definitely talked a lot about, about Green Book and our, um, our uh, opinions and thoughts and feelings about, about that winning an Oscar, the Oscar for best picture. Uh, you, hopefully you all know how we thought about that already. If not, go back and listen to that. Um, what Oscar recap or something we had. I don't know. Um, yeah, or just listen to the ago. or listen to Green Book podcast in general. We we go over all oh, of yeah. that. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, but no, I I love this idea, and I would love there to be um, a Duvernay test because that that's amazing. She has been she's been a really great director with uh, with movies that that cover these stories and have these really great characters, uh, which is a great segue into. Yes something that that I've watched recently. Have you gotten to this one yet or did you still need to watch it? Um the um, when they see us, is that what you're referring yes, to? Yes, when they see us. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No, so I I didn't watch when they see us, but today I watched 13th, which is directed by Ava DuVernay as well, the documentary. Okay. So you you discuss uh what's going on with this um this one that you watched. So, when they see us is um based on a true story where five boys got arrested for, they were accused of um, raping and murdering the the New York jogger or something. Um, this was a new story that happened, was it in the 80s or something? Um, and um, because these boys happened to be in the park the night of the event, um, the officers had taken them all in, questioned them, basically forced them to plead guilty like basically to to say that they had done this um i guess they they had them uh in the precinct for for hours without their parents around interrogating them and and kind of and beating them as well to force them to to plead guilty to this completely bullying them yeah yes completely bullying them and um i had i had never heard of this story before um and these, uh, the actors that played both the the younger versions and the older versions. One actor did play both his younger part and his count and his older part. Mm-hmm. Um, these boys were fantastic. They were so I I loved the the younger boy actors. They were mm-hmm. amazing. Um, you really saw the pain and fear and just terror in their face when they were being interrogated by these policemen, mm-hmm. and just the whole corrupt story behind it with um, these detectives that were kind of just putting this half-assed story together just so that they could accuse these boys um, was was totally shocking to me. Um, I've been trying to read up more about it and maybe like find some podcasts that kind of talk more about this because mm-hmm. um, I do know that once they caught the real murderer, yeah. um, rapist and murderer, uh, they let these boys go, but the fact that they still had to be in jail for like twenty to twenty years or something—they were in jail for so long, and their lives were basically ruined because of this false accusation. Yeah, yeah, this was horrible. Like I, I was getting very emotional watching this because it was just so—it was so yeah. gruesome and and terrible. I. I don't even have any more adjectives to give this. Yeah. But 
But uh, I really, uh, sad to say I enjoyed it because it was like, it was very well done. The actors were fantastic and the story was, was very well played out. Like they really showed all of the interrogations beforehand and then kind of showed where they ended up by the very end. Like they, it really, it really talked about a lot of it. I wish it could have been longer um, just to kind of really delve deep into it. Cause it, um, it didn't feel too rushed, but it um, feel like maybe some more, some more detail could have been put into that, but it was, yeah. it was very good. I recommend it. That's great. Like I'll definitely watch that. Um, is that Ava do And I got to watch 13th too. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so, she made 13th uh, several years ago. I think it was like 2014 or, mm-hmm. or even later than that. Um, 2017? I could I could be getting it wrong. Um, but so I watched 13th today, which is a documentary by Ava, like directed by Ava DuVernay. And it is about the mass incarceration of black people in this country and mm-hmm. the, uh, the history behind the systemic racism and why like mass incarceration is basically like a proto-slavery um in Mm -hmm, a lot mm -hmm. of ways and it follows the whole entire thread between slavery and um how you know now um one in three black men in this country is like incarcerated and it's it's like so incredibly moving and the same like like the way that she edits it all together, there's all there's like these little breaks of um, this wrapping that um, explain this blight really, and it's just so like well done and so like emotional. And I mean, I I knew a lot about this before, but like the way that Ava like strings it all together with new information, like about this um, the way that these policies are actually made to create this um, incredible issue and problem that is completely presented to us in the form of like police brutality and mass incarceration and all this that she touches on. I was just so like on the brink of tears and anger the whole movie, like because of the the fact that there's these injustices happening to people that you know we just feel like it makes me angry that I've gone through my whole life without feeling this this type of anger that we felt the past like month as like white girls you know it's just it makes me like so upset that like I didn't really understand like fully what what this means for people's lives and like how how black people live in this country every day you know like their reality is so incredibly like important and like hard to portray unless you're watching media like this you know like i think it's really important that everybody watches especially this documentary because it's like it's a history lesson but it's also a complete like it's not biased it's the truth like there's no way of getting around it like no matter like what your policy like what your politics are as a person you can't watch this and think that this is not wrong you know like so exactly you know that's like completely like the same thing with the when they see us too (sighs) i'm just uh you know like i really like i it's so emotional to also to like face like 
the past few weeks have been really difficult because we're like really facing our privilege like head on and you know what like it hurts and it's supposed to hurt and we're supposed to feel this this terrible about it because we we should like you you know like the way that exactly. we are feeling is like fucking ants compared to how black people feel in this country and like it makes me it makes me sick like i was like nauseated the whole time i was watching this thing like oh my god i can't yeah and it's extremely important that we support uh directors like this who tell these these sides of the stories instead of watching those very very overproduced very um almost inaccurate Hollywood movies that mm-hmm. portray these white saviors to make it seem like racism isn't a huge deal in the country right now and always has been. Um, yeah. And yeah. so I'm really glad that Ava is here to to bring these to bring these stories to light and to really teach us because yeah I'm I'm right there with you I wish I'd known about this sooner I am trying to do everything I can to assist and be an ally and just help out and it's 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 been weighing on me i feel like i'm not doing enough i want to do more i feel like i have not been doing enough yeah the the weighing i think it's a process like i think we should like be you know like yeah like some days are really like this past couple weeks have been like a lot of being patient with family members or discussing things with people that can be complicated and hurt, like, are hard to talk about. So, you know, I understand and, and everything. Um, and it weighs on us, like, personally, obviously. Um, it's, and it's hard because we're in the way, like, we're in a pandemic too. And so there's just a lot of pressures on us at the moment, you know, I, I think it yeah. all together, it's just, like, it's a lot of things, but, you know, we can get through it, and I think, like, there is hope, and that's the thing, like, even seeing this documentary, you know, there are people in power that really fucking suck, but if anything, we've seen that there is, like, so many people that really do care, and that eventually we will be able to make change, you know, I'm not saying it's gonna happen tomorrow, but, like, there are things that we have to keep fighting for and I think like in a sense like we will be going in the right direction it's just growing pains is really hard you know and there's going to be a lot of people underneath the bus for this too you know and it's like yeah so I, I appreciate all of everyone who has been protesting you are strong mm hmm beautiful people and the fact that you've been protesting this this much needed change that needs to happen is amazing and um and yeah another way that we could all really help is uh is by getting out there and voting i yep, mean yep. it's uh gonna that's gonna be a way yep that's gonna be a way that we can we can help hopefully turn these things around um i'm gonna keep emailing local <laughs> the cities around me to uh to hopefully motivate some change bring about some change let's really hope that that this that this can be a positive turning point um yeah 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 all we can really do is hope i i think that's great like i was thinking about it and you know we did we were raised in you know a fairly diverse place southern california um but it is definitely still completely shielded from us like yeah we didn't realize how bad racism was 
um, especially in other parts of the country, but even in, in Southern California too. And we just did not see that growing up in the public school district. You know, of course we were taught um, black history, but not like a whole lot, you know, like major talking points, obviously. But like, I think that we definitely, um, I, I would really like to focus maybe on education reform of history and like making sure that people understand that like there's a history for um minority groups that doesn't you know it's not like that we can't focus on that and like explain the reality of the situation because like i don't know about you but like growing up like i didn't even really even realize that women were oppressed like i had no idea i was like a kid like i was like this is fine you know women are smarter than men everybody knows that you know but like um yeah it's just one of those things exactly that i just like i just had no like concept of this because i was a child and i think like they're trying to like shield children from this you know yeah if they if they maybe tried to bring it into current times like maybe take history and things from history and kind of bring it about to how i don't know things have changed or things haven't changed and and you know teach these teach the children this early on. I mean, I just learned about um, the the Tulsa massacre. I just watched mm, yeah. a Vox video on, mm-hmm. on Instagram today. Yeah, yeah. Um, about all of that. And I had no idea about that. And that sounded like a horrible, horrible thing that happened. Mm-hmm. And that should mm-hmm. never happen again, even though that is basically happening still in, even if it's happening secretively or not so secretively, there are definitely... yeah white supremacists out there still and it's just it's this stuff needs to be taught yeah totally yeah yeah well you know it's like i'm glad that we like talked about this this heavy thing and like like i said like watching watching 13th today was so hard and i just like kept watching it and just kept wanting to learn more about about this so you know if uh what we just talked about didn't didn't persuade you to watch when they see us or 13th i mean like it is difficult but like do it like just watch it you will be like more educated and more able to you know make make more informed decisions is really which is how we should do everything um informed and empathetic yeah um decisions totally totally in your day-to-day life um I mean, I still had a couple more things I wanted to talk about mm-hmm. yeah, uh, if we, if yeah. we wanted, to, wanted to keep this keep this train of going. <laughs> um, sorry, that was, that was a really bad segue. Um, okay. <laughs> it's it's going to be so, hard to segue. I think it's just like, all right, now tell us a new topic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, st- still continuing on the same topic. Another thing that I've been watching on Netflix is, uh, is Dear White People. Mm. Um it's mm-hmm. it's it's a lot lighter to take in. There's a lot of really great characters. I think it definitely passes the the uh, Duvernay test. Um, mm-hmm. There are a lot of very great um, characters in this show that are black, and um, a majority of the cast is black, obviously. Yeah. And um, and it really talks about a lot of like a how do I say this? Like the first the first season was very. Um, was very strong in like the the black power like all lives matter type of type of movement and then it's kind of it's kind of settled down in the in the next two seasons i just started season three i'm only like two or three episodes into season three Mm -hmm. but um 
it kind of I like watching it because it's a lot more it's a lot more current. It's got kind of like day-to-day things and realities that could happen that you just don't see or realize like I'm I mean I'm just going to say one that's like that's very like topical. Like you know, you don't you don't touch you don't touch uh, someone's hair if, if you don't want if, if they like, they don't want you to touch it like mm-hmm. it's it's like that kind of stuff like mm-hmm. it's little things that you say mm-hmm. that you just don't want to do and I feel like it's very it's it's like very current I don't know it's very funny mm-hmm. it's very um, like some of the stuff that that like these characters say that just sound like some of the white characters in this show are just hilarious and dumb that when they say these things i'm like do you even know what you just said like they're and tone it's, deaf yes they're yeah. very tone deaf yeah um and it and it covers a lot like it's just it, there's a there's a lot packed into this show and not even just with like the stories that are being told around all these characters but like the relationships formed and mm-hmm. the and the it it seems it seems crazy like some of the stuff that happens, like there's a, like it talks about, so the show is about a girl who has a radio show called mm-hmm. Dear White People. Like and the movie. She, yes, which yeah. I haven't seen. I, I need to find that and watch I that. I have seen the movie um, with, with Tessa Thompson. Yeah, Tessa Thompson also makes an appearance in the show. Yeah, I've seen the movie. The movie's funny. Because I heard, because I heard that it was a prequel to what happens in the, in the series. Oh, okay. That's, okay. that's what I heard. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I need to watch the movie still, but, um, but just kind of the interactions that happen between the black students and the white students are just sometimes, they sound so ridiculous. Like, I think the first season delves into a frat party that Uh turned into a blackface party and it was, it was horrible. It's absolutely horrible and completely, completely inappropriate. Yeah. And like the first season kind of delves around this um, and it kind of comes into like conspiracy theorists. Like you're dealing with the college. So you deal with like secret societies. It's, it's all over the place, but it's, <laughs> um, but I think it has some really strong, impactful scenes and like kind of topics that it touches on here and there. Um, but it's been very enjoyable. I also, if, if my rambling made it sound <laughs> at all intriguing to watch please watch it it does for me yeah it's it's, a comedy so you know yeah all i can say it's a comedy it's all over the place but it but it seems to be very meaningful like just the Mm -hmm. interactions that happen are meaningful and and in a way you're still learning like if you if you can easily see these these scenes happening between these characters and you say okay well that was obviously wrong then you're learning (laughs) then you're learning (laughs) yeah that's good Um, yeah yeah well cool that sounds fun um, yeah, I mean, I was going to bring up something else to talk about, but, you know, I think I'll, I'll, uh, do some more digging and, uh, and get back to you on that next week. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I think, okay. uh, we're just going to bring up again our, uh, various social medias so, um, you can find out what we've been watching slash talking about, um, unless you have anything else you want to add, Emily. Um, no, anything I left out, it can be brought up in the next one. Yeah. We, we plan to, to do these every once in a while. Yeah. 
to, to keep them light and, and relevant. <laughs> light. We talked about. Yeah, yeah not so light. But, <laughs> but, but very relevant and and much needed. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully a lot of our episodes don't have to be talking about all this. But who knows? Who knows what the I don't world know. we live in. There's so much on our minds every week. It, it's like, okay, let's just, we're, we're talking about it. So that's important. Yes, exactly. At least we're talking about it and continue to talk about it because it's important. It will always be important. It will stay important. Yeah. So you can find us um, on Twitter that Emily manages at by the popcorn. Also on Instagram, which we share things onto our story. We've been doing that a lot more now at by the popcorn, po- all by the popcorn podcast. And we also have a Facebook. If you search all by the popcorn podcast and um, you can find our page and please like it and subscribe to our YouTube, All By The Popcorn Podcast as well. Um, you can also email us at allbythepopcornpodcast.gmail.com or, or allbythepopcorn at gmail.com. And we have, um, I don't think I've missed anything on the socials. We have merch and stuff that I will also be posting. I just made a new logo, so it looks really cool. Um, and... Yeah, that's that's what we got. Yeah, I think you you covered everything. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, catch us when we talk about our movie this week. <laughs> yep. Thanks for all, thank you all for listening. Talk all to you right. later. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.